Jeremy is Conrad. You are quite level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. everyone and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week, the creator of games like Don't Get Stabbed and Full of It, which we've played on the show a couple different times and had a blast doing. He's here to talk about his upcoming Kickstarter for Nuns with Nunchucks and other controversial combatants, which starts March 28th. We welcome game creator Jordan McLaughlin back to the show. Jordan, thanks so much for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. We are in for a good time this week in our retro roundtable. Randy came up with the idea of let's talk about our favorite one-on-one showdowns from throughout pop culture. That really got my mind reeling. I'm excited for that conversation. What about you guys? Any? I, I came up with some good ones. Did you? I think I did, too. Yeah, I was getting a lot of reminiscing as I uh, was thinking about back in the old days, the good one-on-ones. Awesome. <laughs> this stands to be a good conversation, then. Very good. And then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Jordan and talk about the Kickstarter that's going to be starting once again, March 28th for Nuns with Nunchucks. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to show some support, head head over to our website, CannedAirPodcast.com. There's a merch tab where you can get t-shirts, mugs, hats, all kinds of stuff with very, very cool logos Uh, Pop culture inspired, IP inspired, canned air logos designed by Joshua Bellis. If you go to our Instagram, you can uh, look at the pinned post on there that shows you all the shirt designs with awesome, awesome AI generated art that uh, Josh took and embellished. Made them look pretty darn cool, if you ask me. It'll let uh, you look, it'll tell you what you'll look like when you're wearing it. You'll look fucking awesome is how you look. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also a Patreon button where for $5 to $10 a month, get you access uh, to our library, our three-year, I think, three-year spanning library. Hours and hours of content on there. One thing to mention would be what? Let me think. How about the traumatic episode? The episode that went horribly wrong with the creator of uh, Trauma Entertainment, Lloyd Kaufman. And, you know, throughout that conversation, we pause it and give our own commentary. It's it's quite a listen. I, it's probably better for the uh, the listeners to listen to it. Like, it, for me to listen to it at this point, it's still, like, really cringy, you know, like that whole experience. <laughs> Salt wound. I don't want to relive PTSD. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate relieving that shit. Yeah. So go check that out. There's some, That's something good on there. And, uh, Randy, what am I forgetting? Uh, no matter how you're listening to us, any uh, like or review you can leave us on your podcast player of choice helps out tremendously. And also a huge shout out to evergreenpodcast.com, the network we are a part of, and so happy to be there. Check us out and check all the other great shows out. There it is in the can. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Hold on to your butts. Spend no expense. Excellent. All right. Our favorite one-on-one showdowns from throughout pop culture. Randy, kick us off, man. So my first pick, uh, anytime there's a a one-on-one kind of battle or, you know, epic showdown with the main character, you kind of know the main character is going to win. So it's always those showdowns where you're kind of not expecting how it's going to play out or kind of always my favorite. 
And uh, the one that always comes to mind with that is uh, from the movie Hook when uh, Captain Hook and Rufio are going at it. Rufio's great character. Uh, he's got a great look. And uh, yeah, when he's going up against Captain Hook, he just kind of rooting for him, but you know it's not going to end well, and it doesn't. <laughs> looky, looky, I got hooky, and then he gets a freaking sword in the chest. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because I um, I did not like Rufio up until the moment he died. Then I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. man. Yep. All up until then, I thought, fuck this guy, like trying to be a Peter Pan. You're not Peter Pan. Get the fuck out of Dodge, you know? Yeah, he was kind of an asshole up to that point, but... Uh... Yeah, Someone had to take over the pan while right? he was gone. That's true. That's true. And he must have done yeah. a good job because everyone seems to be uh, still safe and in good standings. But have you guys ever heard that theory? I keep seeing this uh, on TikTok from a few different people, so I'm sure it's trending now. But the theory that Captain Hook isn't the bad guy, that Peter Pan is actually the bad guy, that Captain Hook has been trying to stop him from uh, a obtaining all these these orphan kids and marooning them on this island to do his bidding and shit. I'm trying to make and, a Lord of the Flies. <laughs> right. They made some point like, uh, you know, Captain Hook isn't like going after the Lost Boys. He just wants that one dude. You know, why is he leaving yeah. the rest of them alone? Was, Captain Hook, social worker. <laughs> I, I had heard a theory once of like, all the pirates are like the Lost Boys that grew up and that Peter kicked out. Oh, oh, hey, that makes sense. Like, why, like they, why they're going after him? Like they're all salty because you know he kidnapped them. And yeah, <laughs> he banished them. And now he won't, doesn't want anything to do with them. Wow, you got old. Get out of here. <laughs> I thought they didn't grow though. Don't they all stay the same age? And I, don't I, know I mean, until how that works, until they're kicked out, then I would imagine they go back to normal rules. But I think yeah. if you're with like you stay within Peter Pan's radius or something, you don't age or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not true because when Robin Williams went back, he, he aged they after were all he still left. young. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. With the island or something. Maybe. Yeah. yeah that's like, probably but, but then like, why are the pirates older? I don't know. They're not on the uh, island. They're in boats. Fair point. Yeah. Hmm. Well, cause Toodles, the guy that lost his marbles, that's taking care of like the grandma back in the real world. Like he was a lost boy and, He's really old, so Who I'm was, not sure how that Toodles was. I thought he was um I thought he was just one of the three kids. I did too. Wendy, Wendy the youngest Michael boy, and or no. No, don't you remember the oh, no, beginning? Wendy, Michael like, and John. Yeah. 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 So but no, Toodles is the real one of the really old guys and he's talking about like losing his marbles and stuff. But and he then wasn't uh, on the island, yeah, he wasn't on the island. No. At the but end he, he got his marbles and it was full of pixie dust, so he ended up floating away. Yep, yep. Yeah. And died. <laughs> I never tired of toodles. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I certainly never once tired of the lost my marbles pun in that movie. Like, no, no, right, yeah, get it. We get it. <laughs> He's acting crazy and he lost his literal marbles. Bravo. <laughs> but a great movie. I love that film. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think that's one of the best. My well, yeah, it's my favorite live action pan movie. I think there's a new one coming out on uh, Disney, yeah, Peter Pan yeah. and Wendy. I think it's called, but uh, something like that. Is it a series or a film? I think it's a film. I hope it is. I don't want to dedicate to a series. Jesus, no, not fun. There was a there was a Peter Pan cartoon series back. Yes, like I remember the, it. Peter Pan and the yeah. Pirates. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot oh, it even good. existed until I saw it one day. I'm like, holy shit. 
Yeah. I don't I remember s- that. I saw it on a, uh, I was watching uh, one of those blocks of like commercials and cartoons from Saturday morning. And uh, mm. that show was on there. And when I heard the theme song, I hadn't heard it in years, but I remembered it. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us around to Jordan. So I was a huge He-Man Masters of the Universe person mm-hmm. back, yes. in the, uh, back in the day. Um, and if you remember the not so great movie they did with Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> but that movie uh, comes up quite a bit on this show. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the last scene of He-Man versus Skeletor of let this be our final battle. Like yeah. that brings about a, a lot of tingly feelings of nostalgia for me. <laughs> sure. Fair, Understandably, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Skeletor and He-Man. I, I, yeah, I've never seen that film to this day. I need to, though. I've seen clips of it on YouTube, and uh, it just always makes me wonder, eh, should I? Because like you said, you know, it, it makes you <laughs> tingly with that nostalgic feeling because you grew up with it. Was I'll ask you what I've asked other guests who have brought this up. Somebody who hasn't seen it as a child, just taking it for the first time as an adult, do you think I'll get any kind or any like the same kind of enjoyment level? No, <laughs> it, it's not, not like seeing Flash Gordon today. <laughs> if Let's you see. don't already love He-Man, it's not probably going to do a thing for you. I mean, it it jumped the sharp kind of like a Mario Brothers movie did, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it, was, All it right. was like it went weird, really hard on sci-fi. Mm. Like, you can tell they wanted to be Star Wars. Um, Got it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you're not Star Wars, you're He-Man. Like, just accept... Like you're already making millions upon millions. I don't know why you think you suddenly have to change shit. Yeah, like he made ran around with a, bla- a laser blaster. Yeah, a and he's just like the what? little flying surfboard thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's not great by any means, but that one battle is still fantastic. And then the end with Skeletor, um, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> at the end, they have an after credit scene where Skeletor pops up and says, I'll be back. They weren't back. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't plan on really coming back. Why is it though? You know, and you know, whenever they did a movie like based on a cartoon, that they always felt the need to change shit up drastically. Why couldn't you just put straight onto the big screen what was happening on the small screen, just with people? Uh, you know, I think of like the second turtle movie, like uh, Toka and Razar, and you know, I keep hearing like, well. Bebop and Rocksteady were too hard to make. Really? Because those two fucking puppets look pretty intricate and hard to make. And I think a Warthog (laughs) and a Rhino would be just as easy. Like, what the fuck? Oh, man. I mean, Toko was pretty much. Toko was the dog, right? No, that was was the the snapping turtle. Okay, Razor. Razor. Razor, He's almost a Warthog already. All you need is a different headpiece. And put a fucking snout on him. And same with Shoka, take off his shell and just put a big yeah. long rhino head. I mean, it's not that hard. Come on. Well, well, shit, even recently with Jen and the holograms, my wife was pissed about that because she used to love that cartoon and mm. they just totally butchered the shit out of it. It feels like it's like movie producers justifying their existence. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They gave me the big bucks because I know how to make this work in a movie and they, they don't. And they don't. No. And they fucking don't. And, and, you know, Randy brought up the original Mario Brothers film. 
like the Goombas, like big <laughs> surly dudes <laughs> in long, <laughs> like uh, like velvet, dark red coats, smoking jackets. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but on top of that, their heads are tiny, and they they yeah. resemble nothing of any of the mm -hmm. villains. They don't resemble resemble a single Mario villain. You know what? It would have been funny, though, if somebody in, you know, Nintendo made some kind of villain that doesn't look carbon copy like them, but kind of paid homage to them and put them in a Mario game somewhere. That would be funny. Yeah, I want the new Mario movie to at least, like, reference the old one. <laughs> That'd be great. Some yeah. stupid little joke yeah. for people like me and, like, that know that stuff. It will, it's man. Like, I was thinking about to. that the As, other day. Yeah. How could it not? Yeah. How could mm -mm. it not? I At least a, a statue or like a cave drawing or something like that. Just yeah. yeah. Something easy that you'd be like, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> I had a moment of weakness over the weekend, gentlemen. Speaking of the Mario movie. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> All the merch came out this weekend and I by chance found myself <clears throat> at the store when it was all being put out and grabbed after by people. And, uh, yeah, I fell under that feverish toy haze I fall into sometimes and came home with a shit ton of toys. <laughs> but they all looked so awesome. The figures are some of the best action figures I've ever seen. And Really? Yeah. And the Bowser, his mouth actually lights up and he shoots fog out of his mouth. It's really cool. Oh, what? Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> he's so awesome. I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. Anyway, moving on. Jack, what do we got? Uh, mine is, I don't know if it's kind of a, it's a showdown one-on-one. -on -one. It's kind of a two-on-one in a way. But uh, Dragon Ball Z, when Gohan fights Cell. Oh, Yeah. Hell that yeah. fight was so damn good. And when Goku being dead and then him, you know, Gohan's got his arm busted. He's pretty much almost done. He hit Super Saiyan. What? Oh. What, level, what? It was Super Saiyan 1. That's when he, because he was no, so two. Was it two? That's it was, right. It was mm -hmm. two. Yep. And then he ends up doing that one-armed Kamehameha, right? At Cell, yep. And then his dad was standing right behind him throwing it. Oh, my God. It was so, so good. And he just disintegrated. Yeah. So. Can I yeah, ask that was a question? amazing. Yeah. yeah. Why is it every time Jordan comes on, you two pull out your Dragon Ball Z boners and start stroking? <laughs> <laughs> last time no, Jordan no, did was we do on it last the... time too? Yes. This yes. Is <laughs> 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 I was like, man, deja vu. Well, <laughs> but I mean, come on, Dragon Ball Z is notorious for its its showdowns and fights and stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, their fights take like a season, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> More yeah. or less. Yeah. It's just, it's just uh, one scream like for three episodes and then. Or grunts. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Still a good fucking series, though. Yeah. That fight, I remember when he let loose that blast and seeing Goku behind him, man. I got chills. Yeah. So oh, I don't. I, Out of context, and, then, and that that's when I so fell dirty. Off. <laughs> <laughs> that blast behind him. <laughs> Gross. All right, uh, let's start with Samurai Jack in a coup. The last yeah. uh, episode of season five. Have you guys seen it? Nope. Still haven't nope. seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, Good well. with the spoilers, but. Okay. So you know, in the I take it, Jack wins. Well, come on. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> At the end of, uh, you know, the way that show always played out was the series started with Aku putting him, putting him back in the past. And then after that, it didn't really seem like, I, now mind you, I didn't see them all, but it didn't seem like all the episodes ran together. It was all just kind of one shots with just the overlaying story of stuck in the past, got to get back. Samurai Jack, watch out, you know? <laughs> Great theme song, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, season five, those episodes played right into each other, like one long story. And, you know, by the end, he figures out how to get to the past. And the way it happens is so cool because it cuts back to the moment where Aku first sent him back into the past. And he, like, does this weird thing with his mouth and it makes these rings around Samurai Jack, you know, from season one. Like, hasn't had a, four years of uh, hardships. He still looks, you know, and he's in clean robes. His hair's up. He's got his sword. This portal opens up underneath his feet. He falls in, sending him to the future. This is the exact moment that Jack comes back from the future in season five. So another portal opens up immediately above that. He falls out looking rough as shit, cut up, his robe's cut off, his hair's long. He's got his sword back and he just charges at a coup. And there's nothing he can do. He's like so surprised, like, what the fuck? He's back already? I think he even says that. Wow, you're back already? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but he just slices him up into like three different uh, pieces and then puts the sword straight down through his head. It was so, so cool. So cool. That's mm. awesome. Glad I could spoil that for everyone, though. No, it's I'll forget it's not, by the time I watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so worth it, man. That that whole series, oh, that fifth season is just a work of art. You, you don't have to know the series to enjoy the fifth series uh, season. So watch it. All right, all right. Back to Randy. All right. So for my next pick, uh, I didn't have this one written down, but I got thinking about video games, and uh, I'm gonna whip out my uh, my Pokemon uh, nerdiness here. Oh but... man, I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the original red blue and yellow like that first time you get to the end of the game you beat the elite four find out your rival beat him first and then you go up against your rival um just that first time i did that and barely made it it was like one of those like super close battles where i was down to my last pokemon i had like three hit points left and uh, I won, and it just, I don't know, it was just something about that, the music, just the yeah. lead up to it. Yeah, it's, it's a that's hard game. one of the, it is. Especially when you get that far in, it's like, <laughs> you go to the gym, and it's like, all right, I don't have what it takes. Back to the tall grass to grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not easy to get back to the tall grass from the freaking uh, no. Indigo Plateau at that point either. No, and isn't uh, isn't the last don't, isn't Mewtwo the final Pokemon you fight? Well, after you beat the rival, yeah, you get access to the Cerulean Cave, and you can go fight Mewtwo. That's right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, bought when I was in my throes of Pokemon Go. Bought uh, Let's Go Pikachu for uh, Switch. Yeah, yeah. And that is just red, blue, yellow game. That's all it is, just with updated graphics and stuff. So. It was so much fun to relive that game, play that game mm -hmm. again. Like uh, the ghost tower stands out in memory. That one was always oh, yeah. a, a cool level. But yeah, as soon as I was getting toward the end, I was like, all right, I know what this means. I'm going to have to just start grinding and I do not want to grind. So I just quit playing. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that I have it, that I can always jump back there whenever I want to. 
because it's such that's a that's the worst game. when that's all you can do left in a game to get to finish it is just to go back and grind i hate that yeah i thank god every day that somebody invented uh game shark back in the day because <laughs> god damn i play i use the shit out of that did that work on the on the game boy games oh yeah oh hell yeah rare really? candies infinity master balls hell yeah wasn't there some like thing you could do with like the transfer cable where if you pulled it out the right time, you could make it so you guys could like switch starter Pokemon. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to a guy at work about this the other day. If you were trading, how was it? Like someone like in the process of trading, once you got the Pokemon before you turned yours over, you could just pull the cord and then you would have both of them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. yeah, you turn it off because it saves right beforehand. So if it gets over and you shut your the traders off, they keep it and you still have your your traded uh, for your new Pokemon. So, yeah. Bunch of freaking cheaters. Right. Hey, man, I don't have 32 fucking hours to grind. <laughs> I don't have that many friends, so. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> All right, Jordan, that brings us back to you. So I know this movie gets a lot of hate, but Neo and Agent Smith in Matrix Revelations. I hate mm. that movie. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> totally kidding. Is that the, the newest one? Was that the uh, No, the, that's um, the second one. That's Revelations. This is Revelations. That's the third right? one. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, the original trilogy, third one. Um, okay. But I liked all those movies. I know a lot of people only like the first one, uh, but... Yeah. That last final scene to me was kind of perfect for everything they had set up. I know yeah. there was yeah. a, a different version where, because in this one, it's just him and Agent Smith, but there was a different version they wanted to do where it was all the Agent Smiths climbed on top of each other to make a giant Agent Smith. Oh and my God, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. That would have been too cliche or something like that. I don't know. It would have been cool, but uh, it makes me think of Day Z, how they just the zombies just like piled on top of each other. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of a thing. Oh, man. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I I mean, I'm one of those people. The second Matrix was okay. The third one, I just once they brought in those albino uh, twins with the dreads, I was just like, man, what is going on with this fucking movie? Yeah, (laughs) the third one just got so out there and didn't make sense unless you really sat there and. I don't know, took notes, I guess, when he's like talking to the architect and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was on board with it till they killed off Trinity and then I got pissed. It's just See, come on. I, I like it. <laughs> it's no, you're you're good, man. You're good. It, <laughs> what we're it overall, telling I like you, it. Jordan, is your opinion is incorrect. No. Yeah, I get told that a lot. <laughs> no, just man. get on Facebook. I get told that every five seconds. <laughs> no, I've got movies like that where everyone hates, but I love them. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. same here. Turtles three. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, fight me. <laughs> Turtles right. three is fun. Shit, is that it's author? not great, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess I uh, uh, I get pulled away from the fun so many times just looking at their faces. Like, okay, I'm starting to roll. Into, wait, what the fuck kind of face was that? Is he smiling or screaming? Like, what's going on? I loved though. I will say this: as much shit as I give that film, that scepter that they had to travel through time, that thing is cool. And if there exists a replica of that thing. I want to get one because that thing looked awesome. 
there's some guy that I've seen at shows at like conventions and stuff. He's made like the shredder helmet. He's made like the ooze container. Oh, wow. I might have seen one of those, but I could be wrong. But he, it was all almost his entire thing was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie replica stuff. Wow. Hmm. I can't remember his name. Maybe I can find him and try to send him to me later. But I know there's a guy out there that does stuff like that. Yeah, if it ever does come to you, let me know, because I would be very interested. I imagine, though, if he's handcrafting these things, like out of metal and shit, they're probably very pricey, though. I would um, assume. But... I don't know, though. It depends. I'd have to see. I wouldn't mind to have a scepter or a shredder's helmet. See, now you got my head going in dangerous places. I'm going to have to go buy a whole new shelf because of this conversation. <laughs> I just told you about my Mario splurging, didn't I, Jordan? What are you doing yeah. to me? Yeah. I know you're in the mood, so... <laughs> <You're right with> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> all right where are we at i forget jack my turn jack go ahead mine's not super retro it's kind of current within the last year or so but it goes back you know it's, a, it's been a build-up for probably 30 years um from the obi-wan series when obi-wan and darth got together and battled it out in the last episode i just watched that on youtube the other day isn't that badass that was the best fight in it I don't, I don't problems, know. There was so much feeling to it. Yeah. I hate how Obi-Wan just like puts his arms out straight and like the whole earth just starts lifting up behind him and like going in on Darth Vader. Cause I've, we, I've never seen a Jedi do anything to that level. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, and then on top of that, Vader's getting bludgeoned with boulders and just kind of like, oh, 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 you know, like taking them <laughs> off. Like he's a complex walking machine. I think that would have fucked him up pretty bad. But, you know, it's Star Wars. I, I look past all that stuff because if you sit and nitpick Star Wars too much, you'll just learn to hate it really quick. Uh, yeah. You just got to run play bullshit. When I played the Old Republic, the other Jedi class, they were more the a caster jedi i guess and that that's how they they had instead of a force push they had that something like that where they just sit there and throw a bunch of rocks and stuff like that so it kind of made sense even though i didn't think Je that obi-wan would have been that class he'd have been more of the the warrior i guess i don't know i'm just based on like in the other six films like how the force had been kind of laid out like it's not a superpower you know it's just something you have to spend years and years and years right training for and like i don't know remember when raid lifted up all those rocks at the end of last jedi you're like what the fuck man like, come on, she just started, man. Oh, oh, but she's a Palpatine. Don't forget, she's a Palpatine. Yeah, it's ingrained. It's in her DNA. She just knows. It's... See, I'm going down a foxhole of hate. I need to stop. <laughs> but a good pick. A good pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Kill Bill at the very end of... Uh, was there, there was only two volumes of Kill Bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when the bride actually gets to Bill and the way that whole scene played out, you know, her arriving to just kill him and then, like, his ace up his sleeve. Like, like the fighting in, in that fight wasn't all with swords and, like, physical, you know, like, physical combat. It, 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 it was uh, done with emotions and stuff because when she shows up to kill him, finding out her daughter's alive that she thought she had lost, you know, like, this changes a lot of shit, <laughs> Um, I love the conversation they have after she realizes 
uh, that the daughter's alive, not that the conversation had much to do with it, but where he talks about the difference between Batman and Superman. I think I talked about this a long time ago on the show where <clears throat> Superman's his favorite because, you know, like Batman or any other superhero, when they go out into the world, they put on their, Batman puts on the cowl and the cape and everything. He becomes Batman, but Superman, that's him. He's got to put on a suit and glasses. That's his alter ego just to blend in with us. And I had never, I mean, I, it's something that's always very obvious, but something I'd never really thought about until I saw that film. I was like, God damn, he's right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then just how that fight ended, all that build up, and then it just takes her just boom, 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 right in the center of the chest with that heart exploding hit, you know? And it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's done. So few moves, but like, fuck, what a great fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I ever saw all of the second one. I think I did. I think me and my friends all went to the theater drunk, though, so I don't quite remember that. <laughs> I just love that movie. I love, you know, Quentin Tarantino films. I wasn't so much... I wasn't super big on the... What's that? Uh, the newest one, the... Hateful Eight? No, 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 no. With Brad Pitt oh, and Leo. The, um, York Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. it, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't go up on my tarantino list but anyway one thing i was thinking about when i was thinking about this list is you know not only did she fight bill but all the people she fought leading up to bill and it really was kind of set up like a video game and it made me think god damn kill bill would make a pretty intense fighting video game you know what i mean oh hell yeah shit i didn't think of all the all the people she took down on the way up Lucy Liu's character. What about the yo-yo? Was it yo-yo was her name or something to that effect? She had that. It was something like that. Yeah. The spike chain. ball and the chain. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Vivica Fox with the freaking cereal. And... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Daryl Hannah. And then uh, with the one oh, eye. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember, mm -hmm. You have to get the right button combination to pop her eye out of her socket. <laughs> that... Nintendo missed a golden opportunity with the Wii. That would have been a badass, like, hold the, the Wii like a katana. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then what they do instead with the katana uh, aspect, they had you slicing fruit thrown in the air. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, put a ninja or some shit up there. Yeah, <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Did anybody else have any picks before we moved on? I had more, but we'll save them for the next. I have to do this again. Yeah. yeah, we will, because I have more picks here listed, too. This was a good idea, Randy. It got my mind reeling. So we will do this again. And um, I think that's going to do it for our retro roundtable. So we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we return, we're going to be talking about nuns with nunchucks with Jordan McLaughlin. Stick around. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts. And I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) All right, we are back from commercial. And once again, joined by Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan, thanks for being here, man. Hope you're having a good time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. And I think, let's see, how long ago has it been? It's been about 13 episodes I think ago it was episode 467 episode titled don't get stabbed that we uh, last had you on. And in that episode, you know, you told the listeners a lot about yourself and uh, you know, how you got started and your game catalog. So I would encourage people to go listen to that episode and I don't want to, you know, you don't have to go into quite as much detail, but uh, for people did, who didn't hear that, Jordan, can you give us a little bit of your, uh, your background and uh, about rookie mage games? Yep. So Rookie Mage Games kind of started in 2019 uh, with the first game I had, which is Don't Get Stabbed. It's kind of based on like horror movie tropes. You have one person who's the killer. Everyone else is playing as victims. Killer's trying to get them all stabbed three times. Victims are all trying to escape. So we came up with that idea, got it kind of, uh, you know, everything put together, put it up on Kickstarter, got it funded, and it's kind of been crazy ever since then. Um, <laughs> uh, my career and everything else has now become totally different than when that time was. Um, so, you know, that's gone over very well. It's a, still our, you know, top-selling game, um, but now it's allowed us to make other games. Like, we're up to six, hopefully seven, with this new Kickstarter. So, like, we've really focused on trying to make something for everybody. So, like, we have the, the inappropriate conversation starters that you guys said, you know, you've had... We've um, we got family games. We've got a kids game about wizards that teleport poop, like the little bit of something for everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I got to thank you so much for not only sending us, you know, the catalog of your games, but then again, sending us coasters and stickers out of the blue. What a nice fucking surprise Cozies, yes. in a nice I am gesture. a fucking nice guy, man. You are. You are <laughs> am, a nice guy. I am nice guy. and I am humble. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a good <laughs> you got good quality products man you do you very Thanks. much do and one of the packages we just received not long ago was nuns with nunchucks which is what you're getting ready to put on uh, kickstarter again march 28th and um we haven't got a chance to play it but we plan on playing it and uh probably even filming ourselves playing it and doing something with it we're not sure exactly what yet but um, tell us and the listeners about Nuns with Nunchucks, what, what the game's going to be like. So Nuns with Nunchucks is um, all the players have decided that they want to be world dictators. Um, so they are trying to put together armies to take over the world, but they're a little late. So they have to kind of deal with what's left. Um, so you get the stupidest, craziest combatants that I can think of. So Nuns with Nunchucks, obviously uh, Amish people from the future, Abraham. <laughs> Uh, Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> evil twin brother, like the craziest fever dream things that have randomly popped in my head over the past couple of years that got put into a Google sheet. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. What What is Abraham Lincoln's brother's name? Tony. Again, Tony? Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony the the bottom of the card says the lesser known Tony Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me his weapon is just Lincoln Logs, and he just like chucks them at people. Right? Uh, well, we just recorded a video. We, like we, because for Kickstarters you have like the video. Um, okay. So I wanted to do something like really out there. Um, so I got a bunch of people to dress up as characters. And have you ever seen like the sm- original Smash Brothers commercial? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. In the field. Me and you. Crap and on you. Each other. Yeah, I we kind of made that with characters of it. That's but awesome. I, I was like, I I want it to be like oh so overly serious, or at least thinks it's serious that it makes it hilarious. So like it's gonna be in slow motion. Like there's we got one of those stunt beer bottles that like they use in movies. Yeah. So there's a scene where this redneck comes up and bashes the back of my head uh, with a beer bottle, and I'm dressed as the nun the entire time because I couldn't get anyone else to be the nun. <laughs> so I had to do it. <laughs> hey, if you ever need a nun in the future, I'll be a nun. All right. Well, I <laughs> It's very hard to convince people to dress up as things and do stuff on video. <laughs> I have no dignity, man. Yeah, I'm there yeah for same. You. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> um, but Abraham Lincoln was one of the characters, um, and so I got a one of those foam axes. So he has an axe. Oh, kind nice. Of okay. Period, okay. Period appropriate. Um, so it just turned that. into a very confusing LARP. Yes, <laughs> we were having we were recording out in my friend's field, and it's like kind of oh, out in the middle no. of nowhere farm area, and no one ever drives down his road except for the day that we're by the road dressed like these characters. And there's like fifty cars that go by, the parade and they comes go by. by so slow, like what on earth? And this lady comes by and she rolls down her window. And she's like, "Are you guys doing a TikTok?" <laughs> yep. That's what we're doing. Boy, I wish I could have been one of the people just happening down that road that day. That would have been something to stumble upon out of context. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I think like the neighbors were calling each other of you have to drive by and see what these people are doing. <laughs> Jeez. I'm pretty There's sure only two I people saw... that live on the road. <laughs> pretty sure I saw Abraham Lincoln with an axe fighting nuns with nunchucks. Uh-huh. We had a dinosaur, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. We got one of those, like, inflatable ones that you see on uh, no. like videos all the time. We got one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I cannot wait. To... You said that's going to be on the Kickstarter? Yep. Oh, I'm excited. Be, uh, we'll probably do like a, I think I'm about doing like a pr- premiere of it the night before, and but it will be like the main video on the Kickstarter page. Awesome. Oh, man, that's going to be cool to see. I nice. can't wait. I never thought in my life I would ever do something like that. And I'm sitting there dressed as a nun fighting Abraham Lincoln, a dinosaur and a kamikaze Kentuckian. Throwing elbows, doing jumping kicks. <laughs> we, I was sore for a couple of days. I am too old to be. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Tell me this though, how much fun was it? It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was worth every time. Every I got every to eight. kind of beat some people up for fun, and you know, my fiance was the dinosaur, so it had like a lot of cushioning. So I got a lot of frustration out over time. <laughs> Just keep it's that like around therapy the house. only is free. Exactly. So keep it around the house and whenever you guys are on each other's nerves, like, could you put that thing on real freaking quick? <laughs> <laughs> so um, where'd the idea for this one come from? You know, I, I, I think I commented last time, like, 
I would be hard-pressed to think of one game, let alone six, going on seven. And <laughs> we already know, Jordan, maybe maybe you don't know, but we know that seven isn't even going to be the, the top, you know, the top of the pile. You're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep making awesome games. But what is it uh, that inspired nuns with nunchucks? Uh, where did the con concept come from? So it, it comes a lot from uh, old fighting games, like Street Fighter II, um, Tekken, Virtual Fighter. Um, when I was in high school, like I grew up in this little town called Utica, and there was one arcade machine in the entire town, and it was this <laughs> in this pizza place in the back. They had a Street Fighter II cabinet. Um, so after school, that's where me and my group of friends of nerds wall went instead of going <laughs> playing sports we went and did street fighter um but i i was always i'm always kind of looking for different things to take inspiration from it's like okay how can i make this into something um and i always like the combos part of mm -hmm. like that's how you win a straight fighter you, just, you learn how to do the combos mm -hmm. so i wanted to try to find a way to do that so like in the card in the game itself all the cards either have like hit points or, or healing points, but some of them have special abilities where you can chain them together. So you can make combos to like make your, you know, give a whole lot more hit points to one person and then heal yourself in the process. Um, so that's kind of where it all came from of just trying to take the general idea of how fighting games work and then put it into a game. Um, but I also had like this list of characters that I had been building and I had didn't know what to do with yet. But I'm like, okay, well, I'll take that mechanic, but we'll use all these characters. We're not like you pick your fighter and that for this, like, no, you have all these fighters there in your army. And that just kind of makes it more fun of like what someone's going to pull out next. Sure. Hmm. Man, I can't wait to play. And, you know, this is more than just a uh, card game. There's a, there's a bag of uh, little like uh, strike tokens or, or hit point. Yep. Or how would you describe these tokens, Jordan? Uh, I call them hit point tokens. Hit point tokens. Uh, okay. I was yeah. about to say that, but wasn't Soitin. Yeah. Those are just like, so you can keep track of like, if you got hit, hit three times, you put three of those in front of you. So you keep track of how many times you've been hit. And then like, if you heal yourself, you take those away. So it's an easy way to, for everyone to kind of keep track of where everyone is. Right. Got it. Man. So as far as uh, people who are interested in uh, Nuns with Nunchucks and want to go back the Kickstarter, what are, what are they in for? What do backers uh, receive for their uh, patronage? So we have uh, two kind of like consumer level uh, pledges. First one is just the game itself. It's going to be 20 bucks. Um, oh, that's, and then that's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have one. It's got like a deluxe edition, I guess. But it's the game... And I'm putting in nunchucks. <laughs> oh! I'm getting I'm getting a bunch of foam nun nunchucks, you and I'm getting like the deep pouch you put on it, and then me and the illustrator will sign them. And nice. Have nice. the nunchucks and hit people to your own delight. It's foam, so I can't get sued for it. It's perfect. You just told that to a Ninja Turtle fan, man. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> beat the shit out of me next time i'm over oh it just keeps getting better that's a great idea randy yeah. and you're not allowed to wear any t-rex suit either I, just just you damn <laughs> <laughs> and then sorry. we're and then we also kickstarter now allows you to do like add-ons and stuff 
So if you're there and you want to get nuts with nunchucks, but you'd like to like, hey, I want to try don't get stabbed or I want to try oh nuts or something, you can just easily add it on, make it one order, and I'll send those oh, out to wow. you as well. Wow. Nice. nice. That's a great idea, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's inventory you have already. Yep. You know, instead and like, of like, there's you know, no like, need to wait. I'll yeah. just send them the next day or like once the campaign's over. Yeah. Sweet. You're not like busting nice. your ass to like make t shirts or something. Who, you know, that, that yep. oh. That's a great idea, man. Perfect reason to back. And $20 for that game, man. <laughs> Are you sure you're not taking a loss on that? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> that that so many a, times. <laughs> that's a great price, man. That is a great price. Yeah, and then um, one thing I want to make sure everyone's clear on is like for shipping, shipping will be charged after. Like it's 20 bucks for the game. And then once we get them in, then we do the whole shipping. Right. Um, That's typically how most, almost all Kickstarter starters do that now because shipping, if you've ever shipped anything, is just insane anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, like, it's best just to do it right before it ships out because then it's like, I'll go to more accurate rate of what it is actually going to cost. Sure. And it's going to vary too if they get other stuff, right? Yeah. Like, if you get multiple things, that'll change all that. So, um, it's easier than, just figure out what it is you ordered and then charge you for that. And I like, I have estimates of what everything will be. So you'll be, be able to kind of figure that out. Right. Uh, putting it. all that into Kickstarter to make Kickstarter figure it out. You're driving yourself crazy. And it'll probably <laughs> be wrong. so everyone's moved to doing shipping after. I've heard so many times how shipping, you know, in the end has bit people in the ass with their, mm-hmm. uh, with their expenses. Yeah. And it makes sense. It should be that way because that, you know, it's it's ever fluctuating shipping rates you know you can't it's not like it's always going to be this price like it could be one price mm-hmm. one day a different price the next day yeah why wouldn't you do it that way i would too there was a lot of campaigns of for like games and stuff like especially in 2020 when it really went crazy right. uh like they they were never able to get the games out because the cost of shipping became so high that they they didn't just didn't have the money to do it. Um, so unfortunately a lot of people back stuff that they didn't get, but I've done this right. so many times now. I know what to do <laughs> and all <laughs> that's on me to get it done for you. And like, we're, I'm hundred percent confident. We are going to get everyone out to everybody. Has awesome. all your games been funded by Kickstarters? This will only be the second one we've done on Kickstarter. Um, okay. And that's because this is, a game that I think Kickstarter is a good community for. Um, typically, like obviously there's exceptions, but there's normally not a lot of like family-friendly games, kids games, a lot of those stuff that typically end up on Kickstarter. Right. Um, so I was like, you know, I don't want to waste a bunch of money trying to get people to support a Kickstarter for no one on Kickstarter is really going to be interested anyways. Um, where this one, because of the humor and everything, I'm like, this is prime Kickstarter community. So yeah. we're going back for for this one. Um, and if if you watch the old episode, you probably heard me say that I lost most of my hair on the first Kickstarter. <laughs> so this is going to be the nail in the coffin. This is probably the last time. I'll so. <laughs> take a screenshot really quick. Yeah. We, we do videos of me looking at an old fiddle photo of me brushing it like oh back in the day <laughs> please tell me that video is going to be on your kickstarter too i want to see that I will, uh, probably <laughs> that, that's that's going to be the uh, sequel card game 
creators with toupees. Yes. <laughs> he dives for a pen really so quick. There we go. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, with this property, if, if it is successful, are you thinking of doing like starter packs or doing like kind of building on that? Yeah. The One of the good things about this is like it's much easierly, easierly, is that a word? It is now. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to, to some of the other stuff we did. Um, like, um, don't get stabbed. Like, we have ideas for an expansion pack, and we're probably going to be doing more with that after this. But this was developed in mind of, like, okay, if this was successful, there's easy ways that we can get more cards in here that still doesn't mess up the mechanics. Um, awesome. So, like, if it's – we already, I already have a spreadsheet full of stuff. Like, it's a, a not-safe-for-work pack. I'm going to call it the unholy pack because I think that's funny for the nuns. <laughs> um but yeah, it's stuff I probably can't say on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's already like the ones that you see in the game are maybe a third of the things that are actually existing in this list of potential characters. Um, awesome. So there's a lot of stuff. Wow. That I can get from. wow. Yeah, I mean, especially with this new game, I mean, that's just a well that's never going to run dry. I mean... <laughs> To think of like ridiculous characters and their weapons, like that would just be so much fun to do with a bunch of dudes, like get drunk and just sit around, like, all right, what are we going to do now? As long as people keep giving me alcohol, I will keep making games and characters. <laughs> you should put that on your website right under Rookie Mage Games. People keep giving me alcohol, I'll keep making games. I mean, or make a t shirt of it. Shit. Yeah, it's a good t shirt. Yeah. yeah. I'll wear it. I'll wear that for sure. <laughs> All right. So I encourage people to uh, check out RookieMage.com. And again, keep an eye out. March 28th, we'll, uh, remind us, Jordan, we'll, when that goes live, we'll also pump out a, uh, a link to help direct people your way. And check uh, Jordan out on uh, social media at Rookie Mage Games. Where else, people, uh, excuse me, where else should people be going, Jordan? <laughs> Well, the, if you want to go right to the Kickstarter page, like they have like a preview where you can go in and click the button to be notified. If you just go to oh. nunswithnuntalks.com, takes you right there. You can click the button. Um, should be pretty early in the morning. It depends. My publicist is trying to like work up something where I might do it live. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm at that point in the a Kickstarter campaign where I just go where people tell me. <laughs> like okay whatever yeah. you're at the i'm fucking done let's get it over so with. like yeah, my mind like people ask me things i'm like that's called an april question you cannot ask me anything else until april. that's what that question is for um so we're working on do, doing something but you know if you click the button you'll get like the notification um like we're having up on facebook all our social media tiktok i have tiktok now um so if you want to watch a 40 year old man try to understand a Gen Z app, uh, check me out on TikTok. We're right there with you, man. Don't worry. Yeah. Say, we've been trying to get people listen to 40-year-old men talk about toys and video games for the past 10 years. You know what you're talking to? <laughs> but Jordan, man, it's always a blast when you're on the show. I can't wait to have you back again. Keep the great content coming, man. And thank you so much for your generosity, sending all these games our way. You know, we've got hours and hours of gameplay ahead of us all because of you. Best of luck to you, man. I don't think you're going to need it, though. I don't think you're going to need it. Hopefully everything will do great. If not, I'll probably just throw up for a week. Um, 
<laughs> I'll get a I'll get a package in the mail that says rookie mage on it. Be like, oh, another game, and I'll open. It's just a bag of vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Like I always enjoy talking to you guys. Like there's tons of fun. So oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll all have to get together sometime in the future. Grab a drink or something. That'd be a lot yep, of fun. Definitely. Come up with game characters while we do. How about that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Head on over to candarepodcast.com where you can check out the show, follow the show, listen to the show, become a patron of the show. Uh, click that merch tab and wear the show. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. The show. And find us on Twitter at candarepod and on Instagram at can underscore air. And uh, once again, like Jack was saying, candarepodcast.com. Lots of things to do on there, including that uh, mer- the merch tab, T-shirts, uh, mugs, hats. You've heard me say it a million times and our Patreon Merchandising, page. merchandising. Yep. Yeah. Can dare the shirt. Can dare the toilet paper. <laughs> hey, we should do that. <laughs> can dare the shower curtain. Get a cease and desist so quick. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the doll. And you can support us on our uh, Patreon page, 5 to $10 a month, hours upon hours of content. Like I said at the top of this, that uh, traumatic episode, we called it traumatic not only because of the trauma pun, because it was Lloyd Kaufman, but because it was actually traumatic for us at the time. It was, yep. It was uh, rough. It took us like Just three or four it, yeah. years to revisit that audio. <laughs> it, it, it was, yeah, it was cast yeah, hearing- for us. Hearing it for the first time, like you guys, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. Oh my God. I don't know if I even told you guys this. Okay. So when I did the cover art for that episode, it says, um, what's it say? Can there across the top and it says traumatic episode. And then there's Lloyd's face on it and it's all green and slimy. There's a lot of little intricate detail in that slime in the background. You really can't see. But what I did was I took a, uh, like a Victorian photo, like painting of a man being castrated and <laughs> made it <laughs> almost completely transparent and blended it into the cover art because it was our castration, man. It was our first castration on air. <laughs> we were ballless for like 20 minutes. What'd you say? Just mental images I didn't need, man. <laughs> Fun little fact. So even more reason for people to get on our Patreon. See if you can find the uh, the balls being cut off in that in that cover art. I dare you. And if you don't want to watch the castration, just leave us a like or you know any type of rating or review on your podcast player of choice. And again, big shout out to uh, evergreenpodcast.com. So happy to be part of the network. Ever since I said something about the castration, Randy got really tense and looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe Jordan even a little bit too. I'm having trouble gauging him. I don't know. I mean, you were you were threatening him with nunchucks earlier, and now you're yeah. Him, like they're just throwing red flags everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Well, like I said, it's a time change. I'm not feeling right today. What can I say? Jeremy Colley's discount vasectomies. Okay, no, that's not where I was going with. That. All right, I'm just going to pull the plug on this one. <laughs> that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Brady Hardenbrook. And I'm Jordan McLaughlin. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
I thought you were grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. This has been a Canned Air production. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.